Hi, this is Brandon, and welcome to the Crucible of Thought podcast. I'm here to share things that interest me and things that I think the Lord has brought to my attention. And today's episode is titled, The ChatGPT AI Pastor of the Future. Now, before I get started, I would like to ask your help. This is a fairly small audience podcast, and I'd like to think that this content would be useful to other people. But it doesn't get much visibility except by word of mouth, and so a review or two would help greatly. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it a lot if you could share a review or rating wherever you listen to this podcast, or even share it on your own social media channels. Also, if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear it, and you can reach out via our website at crucibleofthought.com or on my Twitter channel. So with that, let's get to the topic of the day. I used to think that church was the weekly event where we all sang songs together and had communion and listened to Bible teaching from the pastor and all the other relational stuff, the small groups, the dinners, the Bible study meetings, were there to support the Sunday things. But now, instead, I believe that all the relational stuff is the church, and Sunday morning is merely an event that is supposed to support the relational stuff. The larger event is important, sure, but it's not even close to the main thing. Well, today I read an article about a sermon generated by the ChatGPT AI system and read to his congregation by a New York rabbi. It was so well-worded that this New York Jewish congregation assumed that it had been written by a famous British rabbi. And there's a link to that in the show notes. Now, more than being impressed by an AI's ability to write high-quality prose good enough to pass as a human-written sermon, I'm struck by what that says about our American church culture. When you think of a rabbi or a pastor primarily as someone who preaches an erudite and polished sermon during their weekly congregational service, it's perhaps easy to wonder, as this article asks, whether you can have a robot rabbi someday. But let's think about the definitions of pastor or rabbi. To a faithful Jew, rabbi is simply the Hebrew word usually translated teacher. In biblical times, it also had a specific meaning of an honored teacher who had been trained in a certain manner by close discipleship to an older rabbi through being their hand-selected disciple for several years of one-on-one training. Today, rabbi also carries the context of a religious leader of a group of Jewish believers, much like a Christian pastor, although in biblical times, most rabbis were actually itinerant teachers who traveled from town to town instead of directly managing a single local assembly of Jews. From a Christian biblical perspective, pastor is closely related to the words shepherd and overseer. A pastor must be well-suited to care for his or her flock, just like a shepherd would, and it's those who hear his voice of leadership, as well as being able to teach. And this was a bit of a departure from Jewish thinking, The pastoral role ceased being a wandering teacher and became one who was intimately involved in the lives of those who the Lord had given them to shepherd. Naturally, this involved oversight to ensure that the flock's needs were met, both spiritual and physical. But in modern times, many Christians seem to view pastor as the person most likely to preach a sermon from the pulpit, be the visible face of the church, in addition to overseeing the organization of believers. And it's become less about shepherding and more about visibility, and some would say celebrity in megachurches, and being the one who's in charge of the flow of teaching and spiritual direction for the entire congregation. 
that modern view certainly fits the needs of the Western church model, where someone needs to be in charge, if you will, both spiritually and organizationally, and where, at least commonly, there needs to be a single point of contact for doctrine and visibility. And exceptions, of course, do exist, such as the plurality of elders' churches, where responsibilities spread out among the trusted leaders of the church. But that's fairly rare, especially in evangelical churches. But is that spiritual CEO model really what God designed for his people? I'd argue that it isn't biblical. Aside from having no clear biblical examples to back it up, I see the following risks in such a model. For one thing, there is a star in the church. It creates a structure where the church personality, if you will, revolves around a person, usually a male, and it's their personality and charisma. Uh, Second, there's a single person who decides what the Lord's will is for that church. While elders may be appointed to help provide some accountability, it still sets up a situation where there is the Lord's anointed as the leader. Then as the pastor becomes more and more visible and important to the life of that church, it becomes harder and harder to truly speak correction to them. There have been many major churches that self-destructed when their highly visible pastor either fell into sin or became a poor model of Christ in some way. When a congregation learns to fully submit their spiritual life to one person, they stop expecting to need to seek the Lord so completely for their own spiritual life, direction, and mission. And when a congregation learns to expect one person, or at most a small team, to provide their spiritual nourishment each week, Well, they become consumers instead of producers. The congregation's members stop expecting the Lord to speak personally and individually to them each week, at least to themselves directly. And worse, they stop expecting the Lord to use them each week to feed those around them. They trust the pastor to do this both for them and the others around them. Also, it creates a single point of failure for the church. The unexpected retirement or resignation or even death of the pastor creates upheaval. Also, it creates difficulty even in smooth plan transitions because the entire personality of the church just has to shift to match the new highly visible leader, and some members may be unwilling to make that shift. Also, the large church, the large-scale Sunday morning sermon is really not the best time to provide teaching that changes lives. It can be a great tool for sharing vision, but those life-changing moments are very much more likely to occur in small groups with intimate conversation where the Holy Spirit in each believer brings the scriptures to life for each other. But too many churches depend almost exclusively on the Sunday morning sermon as the main Bible teaching. In short, there are a lot of ways which the current American, or more broadly the current Western modern church model, really doesn't look very biblical, and I think it can cripple the growth of individual believers. But so what? Well, in this case, let me get back to the topic of AI-generated sermons. It seems to me that if you properly recognize that a pastor ought to be primarily someone who cares for a flock, not a sermon-delivering orator or a highly visible CEO and a visionary star, then that weekly message really should be far from the most important thing of their mission. And in that context, The idea that a robot could ever do a pastoring job just because it can write a good sermon, well, that's inherently silly. In fact, I stipulate that we could really skip the whole Sunday morning or maybe Saturday morning if you're Jewish, skip that whole sermon entirely and still call it church. 
because the real learning and internalizing the message probably ought to be happening in those intimate small group environments where everyone participates and shares and hears from the Holy Spirit resident in each other. And that just can't effectively happen with a few hundred folks in a big sanctuary passively listening to a message, whether it was written by an AI chatbot or carefully crafted by a believing pastor. Well, not surprisingly, this situation really isn't universal. Many churches don't have what I grew up with as a sermon. They have a short homily, not many minutes long. That idea is quite alien to my own recent church experience, where an hour or longer didactic, scripture-filled message was quite normal. But plenty of churches, and mostly mainline Protestant and Catholic churches, intentionally don't do that. They have no long sermon and instead only include a short homily. In fact, it isn't uncommon for the homily to be simply read from a book of common prayer requiring no specific writing from the pastor. And in those churches, the pastor or priest really isn't the star of the show. They just facilitate the worship, and then they get back to the main work of shepherding their flock for the rest of the week. Well, a complaint lodged against such homily churches by evangelical churches that focus on extended Bible teaching sermons each week is that it's kind of pointless with no real focus on biblical instruction each week. From their point of view, the attendees are just checking the box, but don't really stay involved during the rest of the week. Such long-sermon churches insist that those mainline churches are just fully loaded with lukewarm Sunday-only attendees, not true believers. They argue that the powerful teaching sermons full of Bible verses are the only way to ensure that people are taught proper doctrine. But I would ask, where's the fault? If someone isn't interested in pressing into the Lord, what of it? As the saying goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And in this context, you can provide opportunities for deep Bible learning and close-knit community, but it's really up to the individual to take advantage. If any church has a large number of casual Sunday-only attendees, then the pastor can't fix that by preaching a longer or more Bible verse-loaded sermon. That really only gets fixed with discipleship and personal interaction, drawing people into a living relationship with Jesus via the Holy Spirit. So while I used to be one who disparaged the short homily as a wasted opportunity, I realize now that my criticism was based on an unhealthy view of church as a mass conversion and mass re-education venue. It didn't understand that only through intimate discipleship are people actually brought into maturity in the kingdom. And so now I tend to believe that mass sermon-focused churches are probably actually having the opposite effect as they intend. I personally suspect that they give more people an excuse to avoid maturity than the number of people that they actually bring to maturity. And so the real value of church is not those two hours of Sunday service or that one-hour-long sermon in the middle of it. It's the stuff during the other 166 hours of the week that really matters. And the sermon is ultimately a tiny part of that value. So an AI-crafted sermon doesn't scare me. What really concerns me is that any scripturally grounded Christian or Jew could even ask if a pastoral job could be filled by a robot or an AI. If anything, an article like this is proof to me that years of listening to extended, scripture-heavy sermons didn't produce a faithful believer that understood what a pastor or rabbi is really supposed to be. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon.